You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. First and 10 catch from the 28. Man in motion, Malik Knowles. They fake the handoff to him. Here's the throw. It's Deuce at the 10 to the 5. Wildcat touchdown. Touchdown for Deuce Vaughn and Kansas State. For Deuce Vaughn, that will be career touchdown catch number 8, and it's a one-point ball game. The Bears back home this Saturday hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. Let's visit now with the voice of the Wildcats and four-time State of Kansas Broadcaster of the Year, Wyatt Thompson, from the Allen Samuel Studios. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Wildcats Sports Network from Learfield. The play-by-play call from our guest, Wyatt Thompson, who joins us now. Wyatt, it is great to have you on. Looking forward to this game. Isn't it fun to get to November and have meaningful games uh, to be played? J-Mo, it's always a joy to talk to you, my friend. And, um, yes, we're so excited about this game. I, I think if you'd have said to us the 1st of August that this race was going to be like this, with a three-way tie for second going into November, <laughs> I think you would certainly have taken it. Uh, right. it. It's been a fun year in the league, hasn't it? It's been wild, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, it just has. so many unpredictable games. You look at games and you kind of think you know how it might go, and it's been, but it has been really unpredictable this year. Well, I, I think what you all you have to do is look at it like this. I mentioned this in an interview a moment ago. TCU six and zero. Kansas three and three. Oklahoma State three and three, Sooners two and four, Cyclones one and five. Anybody had those kind of marks in August? Uh, no. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy, bud. Yeah, that's exactly right. Which which makes for great games. The unpredictability, the uh, you know, the parity, if you will. I think really sometimes parity gets a bad name, meaning you know everybody's average, but that's sure. not the case. I think everybody's good. Well, I think everybody is good, and I, I was really tickled for the league to see TCU in that fourth spot in the CFP with the second ranking out last night. Uh, I wasn't sure they'd get there, but I'm glad they are. I think it speaks to the league. I think why most of us talk about the league being so hard is, one, the coaches say it. That's obvious. They right. say it every year. But in this particular case, I mean, you think about it. West Virginia's one and five, but they've beaten a team like Baylor. Right. You, you look at Iowa State; they're one and five. K State won up there by a, a hangnail, man. It was ten to nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, for KU to be doing what they're doing, um, th- there's not a night off or a day off in this league, and it's just the fact. I mean, I don't know how you dance around that. It's just right. what it is. What uh, you know, you can't overstate the the uh, importance of this game Saturday. You know, two of the three teams tied for second place in the Big Twelve. Sort of an elimination game, isn't it, for uh, Baylor and K State trying to get to Arlington in December? Well, I think that's absolutely right, and, and to a degree, that's probably right for Texas, as you got six and three and four and two for those three teams, right on the heels of TCU. Um, it's really pretty interesting, I think. I, I'm so excited for this game on, on a lot of levels because, you know, I know Baylor's playing better football right now than, than probably the national perception. Would you agree with that? I, I think they are. Yes. I, yes, I, of I, late, yes. Yes, and, and and I mentioned in another interview, I hate, hate to keep saying that, but <laughs> I've, I've done several today, and, and what I mentioned was is just take a look at – the last three games in their three-game winning streak. They've rushed for 231 yards uh, against Tech, 281 against Oklahoma, and 273 against Kansas. You win football games when you do that. 
Yeah, that's a winning number. And, and Baylor has, <laughs> you know, obviously playing their best football right now, three-game winning streak to get to this point after a one-and-two start in conference play, which, Wyatt, I think a lot of people kind of wrote Baylor off when we were one-and-two and it just lost mm-hmm. in Morgantown. Absolutely true. And and I don't think you can do that because it is a grind. We all talk about that, whether it's football or basketball. And I know they lost a lot from last year, but they also have a lot back. And as I talk to our coaches about this game, I, I think the one thing that really sticks out is how good they are or potentially good most times out defensively. And then offensively, our coaches, I'm just going to say this, man, they love Blake Shapin. Mm. And I think as he goes, Baylor goes. <laughs> I think he's that good. When he's on, they are a tough, tough out, simply stated. Yeah, I agree with that. And it was, you know, good competition between he and Gary Bohannon that Shapin yeah. won. And I, I, to me, he hadn't done anything to disappoint that decision at all. Um, why? What about What about you guys? I remember back in – uh, the summer and then at the Big 12 media days, you know, people were just kind of whispering about K-State saying, watch out for the Wildcats. You know, uh, the, this is a really good team. They're well coached. Uh, Wildcats could really surprise a lot of people. Uh, you know, I don't know how quiet that was from what you heard, but it's proven to be true. I mean, you guys are really, really solid. Well, I think what you're saying is right on task. I don't know if it was as quiet in this state as it was in the others that that make up the conference, but I get the point because go back and think about some of the conversations. I even heard people saying, K-State's really got six first-team preseason All-Big 12 guys this year. (laughs) Right. And, And Adrian Martinez wasn't one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, our fans were so excited about Adrian. And the other night he threw a, a really tough interception late in the first half at home against Texas. J-Mo was the first turnover that he's had as a Wildcat. Now Golly. think about that yeah. following what he did in Lincoln where he was throwing an interception about every 35 throws. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been perfect, but, man, he's been solid. And And because of the guys around him, veteran receivers, pretty veteran offensive line, Deuce Vaughn, and then defensively, I think this is just me, but I think K-State's got really good players at all three levels of that defense. You look at those corners, Daniel Green's been really good at the Mike Backer. Uh, Austin Moore, nobody knows who Austin Moore is around the league, but uh, except for the week you play him, and then yeah. everybody figures it out, right? And, and then you've got Eli Huggins and Felix Anudike Uzama up front. So they do have a good football team. They haven't been perfect, but they've been real, really rock solid. I'm glad you brought up Austin Moore. I heard uh, someone say, and maybe it was you in an interview, you know, Austin Moore, he's your leading tackler and a guy that a lot of folks may not know his name. Tell us a little bit more about him. Well, he's a really good story. He's from Lewisburg, Kansas, which really isn't that far from from Manhattan. It's a little farther northeast, um, small school. But uh, the the kids call him the machine just because he he plays with almost no facial expression. and he just is a very, very bright player. He he credits Cody Fletcher, who you will remember from a year ago, teaching him so much about the game when he was a number two a year ago. And and of course, he's also learned from Daniel Green and and others. But he's he's a pretty typical K State story, maybe a little under recruited, a little undervalued, and and yet when he gets his opportunity. He uh, takes it and runs with it. <laughs> uh, I think they've been – Coach Kleiman will say 
he will tell you, and he is prejudiced, certainly, but that, that he's played as well as most linebackers in this league in wow. 2022. Wow, that's impressive. We'll yeah. watch him starting uh, Will Linebacker Austin Moore on Saturday. Wyatt Thompson, our guest, voice of the Wildcats. Uh, these days in college football, uh, especially in the Big 12, you got to have more than one quarterback. Uh, I think eight teams, eight of the ten teams, have gone to a backup yeah. quarterback at some point this year. How about you guys when uh, Martinez had to go out, but Will Howard stepped in and did a terrific job? Yeah, and I want to say what you just said and the importance of it. Think about that, and and I'll remind your fans don't need reminded of this, but uh, our fans remember it when you guys were here a year ago. Remember what happened to Gary right. and, right. and income Shapen, right? And I'll even admit to you, Jamo, I don't mind saying I'm thinking to myself. Oh, this is a break for the cats. Right. Well, not really. <laughs> you better have a number two guy, and and you're right. Most of these teams in the league have had to have at least two, and like in Tech's case, three. Yeah, um, exactly. To be real honest, Will's. To answer your question about Will, I think all of us that are surrounded by this program would tell you that where he is today in relation to where he was in 2020 and into the COVID year and, and being thrown into the fire when Skyler Thompson went down, went down, which was really hard. He, he's just a monumentally different player. Uh, I would tell you that he's a big guy at, at nearly 6'5 and 240. He, he can run. He's a different runner than Adrian, but where he's made his hay is, is just knowing the game and really working on the fundamentals. He doesn't have the, the strongest arm necessarily, but he's become more accurate, and because of his football acumen, He's really done a nice job. He was really good in the first half at TCU when when Adrian went down and, and um, then kind of got a little banged up left shoulder in the second half and wasn't as effective, but then came back against OSU and was awesome. So he's, he's been a really nice story here, J-Mo, for sure. And Deuce Vaughn, uh, you know, what a great season, what a great career on the verge of another 1,000-yard season, 975 yards coming into this game. Does, do you notice at all, does he get uh, amped up a little bit when he gets to play this close to home? I think he does. You know, he, he doesn't make a real big deal out of it. But with that said, he doesn't really make a real big deal out of most things. <laughs> um, right. he, he's, a, he's 32, put it into perspective this way, and, I, you know, numbers can be what you want them to be sometimes. But in 32 games now as a Wildcat, He's he's gone over 3,000 rushing yards and over 1,000 receiving yards. Wow. But what he's most proud of is what he does in terms of the blitz pickup, and, and he's stronger. And all of the – he just wants to be, you know, not the short guy that everybody thinks is super in, in terms of how fast he is, but he can, he can be versatile and he can run inside and out and he can, you know, <laughs> do everything that the game requires. Um, I I used to say I would never, ever, ever under any circumstances compare anybody to Darren Sproles that right. walked through these halls. Yeah. And yet it's hard not to at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and that's about as big a compliment as I could give the kid, honestly. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. Wyatt, uh, on the defensive side, the, the turnovers for you guys, uh, plus nine in takeaways this year. Uh, I think number seven in the nation this week. What is that? What, what's been the key there for all those takeaways? Well, certainly they get pressure on quarterbacks most of the time, and, and a lot of that is Felix Anudike Uzama and some of those other defensive ends. Nate Matlack has been dinged up a little bit, and other guys have had to step up. But 
you know, when, when Felix and Nate and Brendan Mott are all healthy, they get after you pretty good. And I probably should throw Daniel and uh, Khalid Duke in there, too, uh, from the linebacker spots. But but the reality of it is, too, is that their corners are pretty good. Uh, you know, we, we were hurt the other night when Julius Brents went out four plays into the game with a targeting call. He's He's maybe the best guy in that secondary. But those three safeties, Josh Hayes, who played at North Dakota State for Kleiman, Drake Cheatham, a transfer from Prairie View, and Kobe Savage from Tyler Community College have all fit in and, and played just real steady football. And, and we've gotten, you know, quite a few picks and, and, you know, pressures and that kind of stuff. Again, not a perfect defense necessarily, and they got gashed a little bit in the first half the other night, and you worry about that with Baylor because of their ability to just pound it at you. But they do compete, and they make it – most of the time they make you drive it on them. Wyatt, let me switch gears. Uh, basketball started for you guys and for us on Monday. Coach Jerome Tang, 1-0, is head coach of the Wildcats. That was fun to see. <laughs> well, he came out to do radio afterwards, and I, I kind of put my hand on his uh, right leg, and I said congratulations, and his leg was soaked. Imagine what that, <laughs> yeah. what that locker room was like. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it was really cool for him. He, he had a lot of family and, and really close personal people to him here i was so happy for him jamo I've, I've talked to you about this off air he is a spectacular person um he's done a really good job here of promoting k-state and and getting the students involved i think the excitement level here is as good as it's been in a long time and we've had some good clubs here we've been inconsistent here lately but Man, he's done a good job, and I think we have a decent team. I mean, he's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's hard probably putting together, you know, even the two guys that are returning are playing in a different season or mm-hmm. system, so it's kind of like you got 15 new guys, right? Yeah. Uh, what did, but but what? I, didn't, I think they're longer, and they're athletic. They play really, really hard, and I think they'll get better. It's a good group. And what about, you know, when he took over, what, two scholarship players had to you know, build yeah. that team? That's amazing. Well, it is amazing. And the other factor is he didn't just go out and get players. He got guys that he thought would fit into his culture and his system. And I think he had to be patient about that. There there was a point where even myself, I'll be honest and and tell you this, (laughs) I mentioned at at an event one night to one of the assistant coaches, you know, man, we only got this many players or whatever. He goes, hey, relax. this was Eric Malagy, and he said, we got our best two players last year after the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> so college basketball is a little different now than it yeah. once was, but yeah. your your point is excellent in, in that for the short time that they had, because um, it was a blow, you know, when he got here, Nigel Pack was still here, and he made yeah. the decision to go to Miami based on name, image, and likeness from my perspective, and so there you go. You're down to two, and he's done a really good job of putting it together. Yeah, well, we just think the world of him and pulling for him and you guys every game except two or maybe three this year. That's what he you said, understand too. understand that. <laughs> yeah, but tell yeah. Coach Tang hello for me, and uh, thanks for your time, and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. It's going to be fun, isn't it? That place is going to be hopping, isn't it? I think so. We hope so. We need a home field advantage. Well, you haven't Saturday been there for a night. while either. That makes a difference. That happened yeah. to us the other night. We had a sellout crowd, and they were very excited. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I love that facility anyway. It should be a heck of a night. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Jamo. We're, we're looking forward to it. Thanks, Wyatt. Appreciate you your much. time. 
Wyatt Thompson, our guest, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Baylor and K-State, Saturday evening, 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Wildcats on Saturday. Our coverage will begin at 2 p.m. on Saturday with uh, Game Day Live, then 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, then a 6 p.m. kickoff, all right here on ESPN Central Texas, television on FS1. So uh, we hope for a great crowd. I mean, Wyatt even said it there Aaron, that uh, you know, uh, you know, when you go on the road, more often than not, in the Big Twelve, it's it's often that you're going to face a hostile, full, sold-out crowd on the road. It needs to be that way in Baylor's favor coming up on Saturday. Absolutely, it, there needs to be no empty seats to to for for this game coming up. It's just a huge game. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's hard to be, well, it's not hard to believe with the staff and the players, but. It is kind of incredible that after the start to the conference season, conference schedule that they had, you know, they still have a chance to repeat as Big 12 champs. And this game obviously is the biggest game of the year so far. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So a huge game Saturday. Look forward to that. Appreciate Wyatt. Let's take a break. We'll be